VR offers such an opportunity to, you know, the controls and the, the, what it gives you to do with physical interaction is like nothing that's come before it, you know, and we wanted to take that stuff and see kind of what gameplay we could make with that. When I was younger, I started as a more traditional artist, and then I got into animation like in high school, and then I got a job at Treyarch, where I was able to work on cool stuff like Spider-Man and Call of Duty and those types of things. Um, was that back in the like PS2, GameCube era? Yeah, that was like PS2, okay. you know, Xbox 360, Spider-Man 3, Ultimate Spider-Man. Right, right. Um, Ultimate Spider-Man was a great game. Yeah, thank you. I worked on that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so then I joined with a bunch of people who were going from Treyarch to start their own company at that time. It was called the workshop. Um, and we had been doing that for a while. Then eventually we got bought out by Skydance Interactive and then we got the opportunity to work on the walking dead, which we were like, you know, hell yeah. Like we all love VR and we thought that that would be a very, a good fit for the medium and for our skill set especially. About how long was the game in development? I'd say about three years. Wow. Okay. Just from so like con- from concept to completion. You know, up until very recently, most VR games are very brief, very short. Um, so yeah. you know, having three years to work on a single title like that, I'm sure that was a, a a big boon for a development studio. I mean, it wasn't all you know gravy because the first sure. year or so we had like failed prototypes and we had mm-hmm. to like totally change the direction of the game. And, you know, we were certainly under, it wasn't like a luxury. We were always under constant time (laughs) pressure. (laughs) And, uh, but we did just fundamentally, we did not want to like, okay, well, we only have X amount of time. So we're just going to, you know, push out this lower quality product. Like we were always of the mindset that like, no, like we are going to try to make a high quality game. I would love to hear a little bit about some of the changes of direction you mentioned. So the the original version was actually going to be a lot more akin to the Telltale games. It oh, was going to be more of a walking simulator where there was a lot of like going up to people and talking to them. And, you know, it's funny, too, because a lot of things still carried out in the final game. Like you were in a bus in that version, too. Um, but we got to the end of that kind of prototype phase and it was just like nobody was really happy with it. And it just wasn't the game that we wanted to make. And, you know, historically, like our company coming from, you know, the founders of Treyarch and Treyarch before that, and we've always been very into gameplay and and action. And we just want we wanted to include that in the overall package as well. We didn't just want to make something where you were just like talking to people all day. Yeah, I feel like really narrative driven experiences in VR are tricky because... Uh, if done right and if done well and you have the right exact you know perfect storm of technology and ideas and story it can feel incredible to have something super immersive like that where it feels like you're in the world but then at the same time if they're you know npcs have kind of you know the animations are stiff or the voice acting isn't perfect or you don't have that right exact narrative beat yeah for sure especially with the vr budgets i mean lone echo they seem like they're doing a really great Mm -hmm. job at that type of thing you know, they yeah. still have have physical VR stuff, and then they also supplement it with uh, some really solid narrative stuff. 
you guys still have a lot of the the branching narratives and the side quests with different outcomes and um, you know different endings and stuff like that. So some of that still did carry through. Yeah, for sure. You know, obviously, such a big part of VR is you have your hands. You know, so you like you actually can interact with things, you can touch things, you can do things that you can't do in a normal two D non VR game. Um, so what were some of the uh, like design challenges or inspirations or ideas that you guys had whenever approaching a game like this that, you know, fundamentally, like most of what you do in this game hasn't been done before because we're still so early in this new medium. Yeah. So what was it like approaching something with almost a blank slate like that? Like we like a good challenge, but sure, I will say yeah. like for, from my point of view, this was the biggest, the most challenging thing I've ever faced in my career. Because wow. I mean, the the amount of physics in the game and that you have to try to kind of wrestle with it. You know, like physics is typically a black box. It's a third party, right? NVIDIA or whatever makes the physics. And then you as the developer have to kind of learn how to deal with it. But then your knowledge is only surface deep and there's things that go deeper than that. So trying to tame it is in, incredibly hard. And with a game like us where like our entire world very much is kind of a simulation where it can just kind of run up like walkers can fight humans and you don't even have to be in the level and shit can start happening. You know, we found we had a bug early on where for a while we just saw these walkers in the world that were walking in single file line. There was like 10 of them and we couldn't figure out like what the hell was going on. (laughs) And then eventually we found out that the first walker was kicking a can and that can was making a noise and all the walkers were attracted to the noise. So they were just following this kicking can all throughout oh the level. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. I want to put together like a blooper reel that we put out there that just kind of shows people <laughs> like the tr- the difficulties that we had to overcome with, with physics and just how, how hard that problem really is and how challenging it really is. I can't even really imagine that. And, you know, it's, I think we're entering this era where, Um, You know, like physics are evolving in such a way for VR games that we haven't seen um, a real evolution of how physics are handling games in so long. It's weird to think about if you look back to the past generations of games and PC games and console games. I mean, it's it's been a long time since there's really been a fundamental change in how physics is handled. I mean, up until you guys and Boneworks, I mean, there wasn't really anything that really took it to the next level. I personally believe that this is the new paradigm for physically based vr interactions yeah right and i think everybody uses the term physics but physics is really only a part of it Mm -hmm. like really what you're doing is you're 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 separating the concept of the player's in-game hand versus where their hand actually is in real space and you're using that distance to simulate weight and resistance right so if I'm going to stab a guy, I stab a guy and the knife hits, my in-game hand stays here, and then I have to move my real hand further, and then it goes in. Mm, and people don't right. really understand what just happened, but they just felt it, right? And it, and it felt good. And, and, you know, and it breaks one of the initial rules that came out of VR, which is like, oh, your hands have to be one-to-one. But I don't really believe that. I think... I think um, you know, immersion is great, but like it's not immersive to have a heavy weapon in your hand and just to be able to wave it around in front of you. Yeah. You know, it, it's less immersive yeah. to not have weight. From a development perspective, I mean, were there any other things that you guys had to be aware of or had to do to get the melee to really feel 
feel good to simulate that weight, the impact? Many other things. So like one thing that I learned on this project is that everybody stabs differently. Mm. Right. <laughs> True. Like yeah. it, it's a world. Everybody presses a button in the same way. But if you put a knife and a motion controller in somebody's hands, like you would be amazed at the variety of kind of physical results that you get. Yeah, we, we had a hell of a time trying to like, you know, teach people how to stab in our game in the tutorial. <laughs> like the, fir- the first thing that people would do 100% of the time, because we did a lot of testing on the game, right? And we would bring new people in and we'd give them a, a knife and be like, you know, go stab the zombie. And the first thing they would do is this. They'd go, you know, it would just be like this this short, jerky, like motion with their hand. And we're like, yeah. what? Like, like, that's not how you stab something. You have to like, you know, you have to Follow do that. Through, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I blame the Wii U for that. <laughs> but... but we, we spent a lot of time like trying to figure out like, okay, how can we communicate to people um, that they need to perform a complete action, right? That it, it, we're basing it off of range of motion. It's not these kind of short jerky motions for killing people. We want you to feel like you're a little more in it. And then another reason why we did that is because we don't want people to get fatigued, right? Like actually killing zombies in the real world is very hard. So we didn't really want to make it physically difficult to kill zombies. We wanted it to be more intellectual, like more of a strategy. Oh, you're seeing when they're coming, you're judging distance, but the actual act, though it does require an arc, is not going to like physically tire you. I think from a game design perspective that you guys have managed to legitimately make a sword, a knife, a bat, you know, like all those things really do feel differently. And just in the way you hold them, the way you swing them, and, um, you know, there's a lot of variety. And that, is, that, is that something that you guys really wanted to capitalize on from the beginning, a lot of weapon variety? And We definitely did. You know, we were, like, pretty close to, like, halfway through production, and we didn't quite have enough, and we had to fight really hard. We're like, no, we need to get a katana. You know, <laughs> we need to get these different <laughs> weapons. Like, this is a must-have. We need to get uh, dismemberment going. But, yeah, we worked really hard to make all those feel good and also feel like a a solid progression. You know, I feel like you can, like, the katana for me is like the end-all weapon. But I I can still get killed while using it. Three of my favorite things to use in VR are all in this game. You've got the pump-action shotgun, which is just so satisfying to use in VR. You've got the bow and arrow, which is just great, that feeling of pulling something back. You know, it's just so... It just feels so immersive, and it's one of the first things I think developers really keyed in on. And then you've got the katana, like you said. Did you yeah. notice with the pump action that you can actually cock it holding the grip with oh, one hand? Oh, <laughs> no, I have to try that. <laughs> That's yeah, there's, there's awesome. There's a lot of little details we, we put in there. Oh, that's great. It really does feel like you're, you know, loading a shotgun. It's just so satisfying. And then the with the like the bolt action ones, you know, being able to reach around and, you know, after each shot, it just it's great. It's great. So you guys did a great job on the weapons. Um, Thank you. I guess kind of moving to a different aspect of the game is the survival mechanics. You know, those Mm -hmm. are um, a big part of the game as well. And it's something that hasn't been explored too much in VR at all. Um, There's only a few games that really try to do something like that. And, um, you know, was it difficult to find a balance for that kind of stuff? Because I would imagine that, 
you know, it would be very easy to accidentally push things too far where you're having to constantly eat something every few minutes. But I feel like you guys have kind of struck a, a decent little balance with the way the system goes up and down. Certain people, you know, want like a casual mode. So it kind of depends on, on player oh, okay, preference. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, this is kind of a hardcore game that we built you know, mm-hmm. deliberately so like we, because a lot of the tension from survival horror comes from being on the edge of death. Right. And the, and the fear that these enemies have the power to kill you very quickly, Yeah, you know? And so we wanted to keep that tension high, mm-hmm. you know, and, and force people to think about things like this shouldn't just be an, an easy, just run through game. Like we are considering adding a casual mode that will make a lot of these penalties lighter, and that's cool too if you want to opt into it the inventory management was something that i didn't think i would have to worry about too much because i when i first looked at my backpack i was like oh three pages that's plenty and then before i even finished the first mission i was already full and i was having to make choices about what to take so um (laughs) which is you know ever since resident evil you know inventory management's been kind of a core of a survival horror game yeah so that i feel like that's pretty satisfying having to you know, manipulate the backpack and okay, I have a two handed weapon here and one on my backpack, but I only get two. So what do I take? Do I want two guns or do I want an ax or yeah. so how many, yeah. how many wood scraps does this break down into? You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, was it difficult to have, you know, like uh, narratives that branched in ways that, you know, you wanted to make them feel meaningful and feel like it, you know, the player did have agency, but you also wanted to tell the story you wanted to tell. I mean, how, how, how do you, um, you know, how do you reach a middle ground with that sort of thing? Well, I wasn't quite the the story guy on this. My sure, my sure. dominion was more about like gameplay and okay. other things like that. But I can speak a little bit to those challenges and that it was just hard to make a game where you can kill anybody at any time. Mm, true. You know, any NPC, yeah. any NPC you come across, you can kill immediately. Like we we never limited the player. We try not to limit the player in like any way possible. So it definitely created a uh, a lot of headaches for us when we're like, oh, wait, but did he kill this person? And then what happened? Oh, he killed this key story character. Now what do we do with these packages? And how do we like or- reorchestrate the oh whole quest gosh. line? Yeah. <laughs> it, that was a that was another big kind of nightmare on the project. The NPCs um, they react to what you're doing and what you're holding, which is not something yeah. that many VR games have done that I've noticed where. You know, like in Skyrim VR, you can put a basket over an NPC's head and they, you know, continue talking to you like nothing's happened. But <laughs> if I put my hand in someone's face when they're talking, they get pissed off, you know, and they like, you're like, hey, you know, what are you doing? Or if I take my gun out and I'm holding it, they get nervous because I'm holding a gun, which, yeah, makes sense. I mean, obviously <laughs> someone would be nervous. Um, so uh, that I thought that was a really nice touch uh, on your guys' part. In VR, you know, it's it's crazy because the player can do so much more so it creates like an exponential amount of edge cases that you have to deal with as a developer right like in 2d if you go to skyrim it's like oh you can talk or you can kill or you can do this but in vr it's like oh you have your hands what happens if my gun is aimed over here what happens if i point it at their face you know um i know originally when the game first came out there was just an an artificial crouching button and yeah. you guys have since kind of patched in some alpha Crouch versions gate. of yeah. phys- <laughs> CrouchGate. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, Peter might remember, I actually brought this up to him whenever I was at the studio a couple weeks yeah. ago. That was one of the things that I mentioned. Um, so 
well, was their reaction to that surprising? I mean, did you guys expect there to be so many people that didn't want to play it unless they could physically crouch? Is that did you anticipate uh, that? No, we did not. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, we put a lot of work into this game. We we had a lot of people testing the game, and the uh, fan, you know, uh, response to that was more significant than we were anticipating. Sure, sure. Um, but you know, we recognize it, and and it's our top priority. We got a we got a hot fix up already. We're gonna have a fully a fully fledged out thing uh, very shortly. Can you allude to any other things you're working on for updates at all? We're listening to the fans. We're open to things. We're working on, you know, a ton of stuff. We're going to keep supporting the game and, and keep pushing it and just making incremental improvements. I mean, today we're working on a, a slider that adjusts the default angle of uh, pistols. So that oh, should nice. be going in tonight. We should have an update of the, the crouch stuff, which we're calling hunch. I don't know if I can do quotations. <laughs> <laughs> We're calling it hunch because we call crouch the uh, crouch button. Um, ah, so we, okay. we, we're, we're working hard right now to get that to the state where it's going to be uh, robust enough where we can just unlock it for everybody. I think I said in my review that I, I consider this the new benchmark for zombie games in VR. So uh, oh, well done you, on, on in that regard. I think you accomplished what you set out to do. I was a big fan, obviously. If you haven't seen my review, you can view it at uploadvr.com. Uh, the video version is out now as well here on our YouTube channel, so you can check that out if you'd like. And uh, thank you so much, Todd, for uh, joining me here in the Upload Virtual Studios. It's, uh, we, we can't do handshakes, really, but yeah, close enough. 